everyone. Welcome to Sundays with Saima. This podcast is made for aspiring otolaryngologists to learn from trainees and attendings in the field. I'm your host, Saima Wase, fourth year medical student at Northeast Ohio Medical University. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with our future co-host, Fahad Hasnain. He is currently a rising fourth year medical student at Indiana University. Fahad, thank you for joining me today. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hey, Saima, thanks for having me. I'm excited to join this opportunity and kind of get going on the podcast and helping you out. Yeah, awesome. We're looking forward to having you here and learning more about you and your journey to this field. So can you tell us a little bit about what got you into medicine? What got you into ENT? Yeah, sure. So uh, kind of just a bit about myself. I grew up in Indiana kind of most of my life. I grew up in Fort Wayne. Then I went to IU in Bloomington for undergrad. Um, and I'm at Indianapolis for med school right now. So kind of just, I know Indiana pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, so in undergrad, I studied biology, you know, like a lot of other pre-med students, I'm sure. So I studied molecular genetics and cell bio, but also kind of participated in like a certificate program. That's kind of like a, it's called a liberal arts management program. Um, so it's kind of just a way for science students, art students to get some exposure to like the liberal arts education. Um, ever since then, I'm a pretty big proponent of a liberal arts education style and learning about different topics. Um, so, you know, things like this, like learning how to make a podcast totally goes in with that. And during medical school, I've uh, also kind of got a bit more interested in informatics, just about kind of data and how we can use it to um, improve patient outcomes. And, and I'm just excited to talk about, uh, talk to residents and uh, other otolaryngologists and med students. So it's kind of why I wanted to uh, help out with this podcast. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about the health informatics. What got you into that? And how do you kind of see that shaping up in your future career? Yeah, so I mean, I think the world is turning more data driven. I mean, the biggest example, you know, if you kind of look at social media, I mean, everything we do is just based off of like, uh, how the algorithm decides what we see. So I think that data will become even more prevalent within healthcare. And I think it's uh, our responsibility to learn about data and how to use it responsibly. Um, so during medical school, I was able to do, it's called a scholarly concentration at IU. So imagine it's kind of like a minor. I can do it in health informatics. And I've been able to work with Reagan Street, which is like a pretty well-known uh, health informatics organization in, in Indiana. And they kind of have uh, data from throughout the state. Um, so it's been really cool to get to learn more about um, how they collect data. And then I'm working on some project right now uh, that uses health data from Regan Street um, that's in the works right now. So hopefully I can kind of come up with a good project with that. Well, I'm not going to push you too much to give us an explanation of what's in the works, but <laughs> tell us about a research project that you're excited about and something that kind of motivates you to go into ENT. Yeah, so I'll kind of I'll talk about kind of what got me interested in ENT because that kind of ties in with my project. So, um, so when I was younger, I was kind of one of those classic U-world questions that are, you know, a young kid who isn't speaking and they're like four years old and like, what's going on? So the first step, you know, is check out their hearing. So I was one of those kids who had delayed hearing or delayed speech because of hearing issues. So 
you know, I kind of got like uh, two tubes uh, put in and, um, you know, my speech progressively improved. Um, yeah, I mean, it took like many years to kind of gain conf- like self-confidence to, you know, speak in like a public format. I feel like throughout like my formative years, I was like pretty shy in terms of talking and, you know, public settings, or I don't think I would ever have done a podcast in middle school or high school. But yeah, so that was kind of my experiences growing up. Uh, I didn't, so that's kind of my exposure to ENT growing up as well. And then I got into medical school eventually, and uh, I was thinking about um, maybe like research to get involved in. So I was just kind of cold emailing some program chairs at my school. And the only one that emailed me back was the ENT guy. So um, that was pretty nice that he responded back to me and he kind of talked to me about some research opportunities and he hooked me up with um, a lab we have at IU called the Devault Lab. Um, and it's kind of focused on uh, cochlear implantation and kind of outcome data with that. So I had the opportunity to do uh, my summer project in um, speech language and neurocognitive outcomes and youth with cochlear implants. And I mean, the project really resonated with me because um, of my own, like growing up, I didn't have like severe hearing loss. Like I didn't need cochlear implants or like hearing aids or anything. Um, but it kind of exposed me to realizing just like how connected the ear is with the brain and how it affects like attention and all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I thought that was really cool. And I kind of kept falling in love with it. And I try to keep an open mind during my rotations, uh, but I kind of kept coming back to ENT. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And especially with your own childhood growing up with those issues, it kind of puts that into perspective for you to know what the implications of ENT are. And the fact that you did research in it is even cooler. So you won the, you were a finalist in that poster presentation. So congrats on that. And seems like you have like a really strong inclination towards the field. And you've done some good work already as your the outreach coordinator of your ENT interest group. So tell us a little bit about that too, and what you did as the, um, as a person in that position. Yeah, so this past year, I had the opportunity to be kind of the outreach coordinator uh, for our ENT interest group here. Uh, and I was able to coordinate and collaborate with uh, the Disability Advocacy and Medicine Student Interest Group. Uh, so we talked to uh, an organization called the Center for Deaf and Hard of Hearing Education, which is located in, in Indianapolis. And they do a lot of good outreach work with the state um, and other uh community members advocating for uh, the problems that are faced by the deaf and hard of hearing populations. Um, So as medical students, I don't think we get enough exposure to specific subgroups of patients. I feel like we're kind of just trained to kind of like memorize a lot of information and then, you know, answer your world questions. And this was a great opportunity to kind of teach myself and also my fellow like students about experiences that our patients go through. And it was like an invaluable experience getting to talk to them. Uh, I was able to hear a lot about ways that we can improve as clinicians. Like I think some things I learned were like, they really emphasize how important it is to have visual aids in clinic. Um, I thought that was really helpful to learn about because I haven't really seen a lot of visual aids in my clinics that I've been in. Um, And also um, a lot of patients kind of kept emphasizing how uh, they felt like sometimes they were pushed to get cochlear implants or pushed to do like a procedure or an intervention and maybe they didn't feel very comfortable doing so. And then 
uh, they kind of turn them away from seeing other physicians. So I thought it was good to keep that in mind that, you know, to present these interventions as like options, but, you know, we should have shared decision-making and do what's best for the patient. Absolutely. I think that's super interesting. That point that you brought up about um, how the hard of hearing population may have different priorities about their health. And that's certainly something that otolaryngologists have to keen into and really learn more about. So that's really wonderful work that you're doing. And also the visual aids are something that I haven't really heard much about. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what that kind of looks like in a clinical setting? Yeah. So I think it's just like in terms of um, providing resources for patients, if uh, like, especially like younger kids, uh, if it might be easier for them, if they don't feel comfortable talking, or especially if you don't have someone uh, who speaks uh, ASL in the clinic, sometimes it's easier to just have visual aids that cover like a breadth of topics just for someone to point to and talk to. And then you can kind of have a, a better understanding of what's going on. Uh, it's definitely not perfect, but it's just kind of like a good starting point to have. Yeah. So you have had some great opportunities to get into the field, get interested. And now as a rising fourth year, you'll be starting your away rotations. So what are some of the things that you're excited about? What are you looking forward to learning about and what do you hope to gain from it? Yeah. So I feel like well, I'm in like uh, setting for step two right now, but you know, as soon as that's over in a couple of weeks, I'm really excited that it'll be the first time where I feel like I can fully commit, like just learning like day in, day out, all our angology. Um, I feel like I don't have like the stress of step one, step two, shelf exams, anything like that. I can just, you know, actually really learn how to neck anatomy that's <laughs> not really tested on, but it's really important to learn if you're an aspiring older angologist. Other than that, you know, I'm excited to explore some new cities. Um, I want to learn about kind of what different programs have to offer um, just for myself to know when I'm like, I guess, building my own rank list, uh, things that I prefer or like. And um, also just each program I feel like has kind of different personalities or um, different strengths. So I'm excited to learn more about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to have such a great time just being able to devote yourself to the field and just really putting that anatomical knowledge to use um, in something that you're interested in. So I think that you've done a great job so far and you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but you know, the podcast is a way for you to take in your health informatics background and your interest in ENT to apply it to what you're doing now. So are you excited? What's something that you hope to take away from that too? Yeah, no, I think this is an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, I feel like, so within otolaryngology, it's, it's a small field, but what that allows for to happen is that I feel like there's so many people who have niches within otolaryngology and everyone's so smart. And I feel like with this podcast, you kind of have the opportunity to get to know people about like their specific niche, you know, whether it's business or device innovation or a part of research. So I'm really excited to kind of probe people more about their specific interests within olaryngology. And, you know, that way you kind of hear more about not only how, like the path that took them to the field, but also the number of paths that you can take once you reach the field and are an otolaryngologist. So I'm really stoked to talk to people about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that you make a great point that there are so many different niches within the field and it's so fun to explore those and learn about all the different ways that you can go in the field. And it's not just for you too. I hope that everyone benefits from bringing in co-hosts like yourself and who and the others that you will all get to meet soon um, because it's a great great way to bring a diversity of thought and a diversity to the field that maybe some people haven't considered, especially for medical students listening. So thank you so much, Fahad. Is there anything, any final thoughts that you'd like to add before we conclude? No, you know, I mean, I really hope that anyone that's listening to this, whether it's a medical student or resident or attending, I feel like you know, I think it's a great opportunity to keep listening to this podcast because you can learn anything from anyone, right? So any small bit of information, you don't know how that might affect your life. And I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. So, and thanks for having me, Saima. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you everyone for taking a listen to this episode this week of Sundays with Saima. We heard from Fahad Hasnain about his interest in otolaryngology and how he's. you're going to hear more from him as a co-host on this show called Sundays with Saima. So make sure to catch us next week. Thanks everyone.